The Paternity Test is a comedy podcast for adults. If you're not a grown-up, get off the internet. It's a horrible place. Hello and welcome to episode 56 of The Paternity Test. I'm Todd Jay in the Chicago suburbs. And I'm Matt Barizzi in Chicago. And welcome back to the podcast that always sits crisscross applesauce and never like a W. Todd, you have been a father longer than I have. Considerably. I have some questions about... I got about, a decade on you, I think. Do you really? I guess, well, 15 and 5, more or less, Four, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like four. 9 years, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 9 and a half years, mm-hmm. which is my favorite uh, Kim... Uh, what's her name? Uh, Basinger movie. <laughs> That's right. Well, the uh, so what? What wisdom can I give you? Well, I want to talk about how kids sit in elementary school. I've mm-hmm. been doing visiting a lot of elementary schools for work lately, doing some arts outreach uh, with some little ones, even like kindergarten ones. And I've noticed that all elementary schools, all elementary classrooms, at least in Chicagoland, now have uh, classrooms are set up with like different learning areas, different stations mm-hmm. for different things, and they all have these carpets. Yes. That have squares on them. The magical And so carpet. each kid gets a square. And that's a, that's has that always been a thing for your kids? Yeah, they always, because it's, you know, it's not always, it wasn't always squares, but it was, the carpet would be geometric in some way so the kids can all have a spot to go to. Gotcha. All right. So that's been around for 10 years now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the okay. kids love the carpet then, area. I don't know why. <laughs> I was five in 1980. Yikes. And we got Indian style, which is racist, right? Well, I mean, we all said it. And uh, is it really racist if that's how they actually sit? If that's how Indians, American Indians, Native Americans like to sit crisscross applesauce. And, <laughs> and, and if we learned it from them, which I'm sure, I mean. say it Native American style Native or American First style. Nations sitting? Yeah, we can call it in, indigenous people's sitting, I think, is what we have to call it. And that's what we're talking about, right? Like sitting around, like passing mm-hmm. a pizza with Native Americans, not like sitting like a swami. Yeah, we're yeah we're not like trying to charm a snake out of a basket. Uh, but that's, you'd sit cross-legged for that. Oh, they do. But they do a different kind of cross-leg. Or they do like a lotus position. Yeah. yeah. Feet in. Yeah. yeah, I can't do the feet in position. So when did Indian style become crisscross applesauce? That's question one. You know, I don't know. I I feel like I still hear Indian style sometimes, but my kids haven't had to sit Indian style for quite some time. <laughs> Your kids are super racist. <laughs> what are you doing over there? I'm sitting Indian style. You can't say that. Yeah. yeah having a heap big sit. <laughs> uh, actually, that was question two. So question one, did your kids have the carpets with the geometric patterns? Yes. Question two, when did they stop sitting in racist ways? Um, and then question th- uh, question three, what's with the applesauce part of it? Yeah, why not just say sit crisscross? Who needs those extra syllables? Just because it sounds and, cutesy, I guess. It's something to say that the kids – kids love rhyming. See, is that – are they more inclined to sit that way because there's a weird word in there? I think it's the weird word, yeah. I didn't think much of it until I saw it in print at Viva School tonight, actually. There was mm-hmm. a sign that said everyone should sit crisscross applesauce. And I thought, it's really weird when you put the applesauce part in print. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it is. really called that. Yeah, and it kind of makes you want some applesauce. You know, it does kind of make me like... In the 80s, I used to always say, hey, I want to sit crisscross. Who's the boss? Because it was time oh. so we could watch some 
Tony Danza. Hey, Angela, sit crisscross applesauce. Sam. <laughs> and then this slutty mother walks in. Yeah, Mona. Mona. Slutty grandma. Slutty grandma. <laughs> uh, Is that, like, the fact that her name was Mona, but he said it Moner. A Moner. Like, was that also um, a dirty joke? I could never tell. I bet it became one, though. Because I'm sure when they first wrote the show, they weren't, when they when they wrote the names, they weren't saying it in his accent. I suppose not. I guess they came up with the... Uh, Dramatis persona uh, <laughs> ahead of time, and they were like, "You know what would be great is if we got the old lady from soap and made her slutty." <laughs> Kids love slutty Kids grandmas. Love it. <laughs> so the so, crisscross, which they could say that the applesauce, I think, is just to be cutesy. So, uh, but I never heard the term "sitting like a W." That's a new one to me. Well, I've been. I got yelled at today. I mean, yelled at by a room full of kindergartners because I sat. As far as I know, all I was doing was sitting back on my heels. Mm-hmm. And I could see why teachers wouldn't want kids doing that because then they pretty much are just popping up like gophers and punching each other. But the oh, kids yeah. lost their minds like they've had some kind of like shock treatment where they're not allowed to <laughs> sit like a W. But I don't think the way I was sitting was what they're discouraged from doing. I think there's something else that involves like splayed ankles or something, right? Yeah, so if you... If I looked it up, it says sit like a W, and it says here's why you should never let your kids sit like a W, which I'd never heard before. So I guess sitting like a W is uh, where you're kind of on your knees, but you put your legs off to the side and your toes pointing, you know, kind of away from you. So uh, your legs make a W shape then. Your toes are sticking out, so like your heels aren't under your thighs, they're off to the side? Yes, they're off to the side. So that would be a W. Um, I bet you can do a quick Google image search for sit like a W and hopefully not finding anything too dirty. But um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to uh, try this. I'm on the floor right now. Oh, you're going to try it. No, you don't do it. You're over 40. Don't do it. You'll this be is, in the um, hospital. This is bad, man. Ow. Uh, this this is not working out for me right now. You and I, I can't physically do this. Ah! It's going <laughs> to... You're... This is I think, terrible! I think I could hear soft tissue tearing in your in your lower body right now. I think my, my ankles are going to snap or all my, like... Oh! This is not working out, man. Ow, ow, ow. Oh! Okay, I'm, I'm sitting like a W, and maybe the last thing I ever do... Yeah, I don't think oh. you're going to get up from that position. They're going to find you in this room. Oh, oh the ankles. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I like. I can't pretend I'm stretched out. I can't touch my toes to save my life, but I actually keep the tops of my thighs stretched out. And uh, what that's doing to my ankles, I, oh, woe is me. Who keeps that's you? rough. You, you keep the top of your thighs stretched out? Like you wake up in the morning and go, oh, got to stretch those thighs. (laughs) Well, after leg day. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I remember leg day. (laughs) Every day's leg day for me. I just got to use them. Walking on my legs right now is leg day. (laughs) Legs. So So what is sitting like a W does what to your kid? Makes uh, them... I guess uh, you, you, they can have all kinds of orthopedic problems and uh, That's, I think, some now. delayed development of refined motor skills, 
Uh, what? They, uh, I don't know. hands don't grasp because they sat like a W? Well, I, I'm just reading. It's on the internet, so refined, it's got to be true. Are any leg things uh, refined motor skills? I thought refined motor skills are like fingers. Well, I think that would be fine motor skills. Refined motor skills might be something different. <laughs> refined as opposed to just fine. So I don't really to know. Fine again. So I guess it puts a lot of uh, a lot of stress on like your hip abductors and and hamstrings and heel cords and so you could easily kids can easily develop like a a, 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 a predisposition to dislocation, you know, if you do this too much because basically you're always I think I feel like what you're doing there is you're always uh, stretching out, you know, like ligaments and stuff around your joints. And you could, you know, if they're loose enough, then you're more likely to pop them out of place. (laughs) So I guess, uh, and I'm sure if they sit like that for, you know, 30 seconds, they're fine. But if they spend all day, like three hours watching Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, sitting like a W, uh, they might, (laughs) you know, never walk normally again. <laughs> How come your kid has such tiny legs? Well, I didn't realize you're not supposed to sit like that. It's like a W. That's why you always uh, Native Americans always have really healthy legs. That's right. They know. They learned. You know. And they even tried to teach us. They teach. They taught us how to plant corn and how to sit. Right. You put fish with corn. Yep. And you sit crisscross applesauce. Yeah, but no, we're gonna do it our way. We're gonna sit like a W. And uh, in the hey, meantime, here's the scurvy, and we got tiny legs. Here's a smallpox blanket too. Thanks, thanks for nothing. <laughs> and now it's time for talking to your kids about heaven. Where no, Viva, great grandpa can't see you pooping from heaven. That's about where we are with the uh, with the questions. Is it? Cosmological and ontological questions. Well, yeah, like I still wonder that myself. You know, if uh, I imagine, I, I read some weird article. I don't know if I read the article, but I read the headline, so that makes me. I pretty much read the article, right? That there was some somebody found some sort of proof that our consciousness travels to another place after we die. <laughs> what proof would that be? They found the place? I don't know. It might be in the same essay that said there were three million fraudulent votes in the in the election this year. Right. But. Exactly. Right. A plane landed in Iran with full of cash for Obama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it maybe um, I need to check my somebody sources found, on that. Somebody found Ghost Island. <laughs> so, uh, so the... Uh, but I actually kind of uh, found some comfort in that. I'm like, well, that would be fine. At least well, then yeah. we go somewhere. Uh, so I, I, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm better off in my own mind for my own comfort, kind of believing something like that, and that that's as much as I need to know. I don't need to know, uh, you know, the details. Like there's some guy. At the per- there's some pearly gates and there's some guy who stands there and you got to walk up and he's going to tell you whether or not you're worthy or whatever. I don't know. So, well, Viva um, needs to know the details. She's all about the details, huh? Yeah, and she's five, so giving her anything that could be, I mean, like 
you know, we start, you start with death. Where do you go when we, when you die? So, and I told you that I like caved and said heaven. And then <laughs> she wants to know what heaven is like. And so to say, to give her some sort of Socratic answer, like, well, maybe it doesn't exist and our consciousness stops. And if it does, you won't care because your consciousness has stopped. Uh, that's just going to terrify her because she can't cut, conceive no consciousness. No, I think you just have to tell her, do you know that magical place that we go to every morning that has unlimited breakfasts? That's uh-huh. what heaven is like. Just like that. It's just like that. Just piles of breakfast meats that fill themselves up after you, you eat them. <laughs> oh, boy, it probably is like that, except you never you know, gained 15 you pounds. No, not at all. The more you eat, the better. Like the more defined your abs get. <laughs> that's heaven well the other way I couldn't tell her is like a general sort of bliss like mm-hmm. it, it's just it's just a nirvana or a staring into the face of God and, and we're all just glowing consciousness balls like that doesn't work either she wants a place that's very concrete yeah you do need to have a uh, you need to paint her a picture which of right. course you can't do because you don't know. None of us do what the picture is. But well, um, for some reason, because I was nervous, I immediately went with this sort of anthropic model of heaven, where I said it's whatever your spirit wants it to be. Oh, so it's like it's uh, paradise, right? So you pick it. It's like yourself. that Robin Williams movie where he has to go, <laughs> go through heaven to save his wife who committed suicide what after he dies. May come? Yeah, what dreams may come? Where. You know, heaven is whatever you want it to be. So he's got to see that together because I feel like we're the only people who have ever seen what <laughs> dreams may come. <laughs> it was a special night. <laughs> we held each other, cried. Said about Cuba Gooden Jr. is going to be America's greatest actor forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he will never fall out of the American consciousness. <laughs> we knew it then mm-hmm. <laughs> to be true. This guy's going to be racking up Oscars like that overrated Meryl Streep forever. <laughs> well, she's really clicked into this because now, you know, she's always wondering where the cat went. Now the elderly she... <laughs> cat. So she's like, well, I can't wait to see the elderly cat in heaven. And the other day she says to me, hey, dad, uh, when I'm in heaven, yeah, uh, I'm going to be a person. And Melissa was like, what? And I said, oh, I told her you could, you know. You'll manifest however you want in heaven. She's like, yeah, I'm going to be a person, but with roller skates. Oh, like roller, <laughs> roller skate feet, permanent roller skate feet. Right. So hmm. your parents can't, you know, when your parents die, they can't get to heaven or if they're already there ahead of you, I guess, they can't be like, take off your skates because you'd be like, nah, they don't come off in my heaven. Yeah. I wear them to the table. I wear them to the bathroom. Like I wear them downstairs. It's heaven. I do what I want. If that's how heaven works and, you know, your mom and dad are there waiting for you and all this stuff, like what happens to the people who, like, had three wives? Are they all, like, standing there waiting for him when he gets to heaven? And then does he have to pick one or does it, you know, is everyone just cool with it? Like, yeah, sister wives, let's go. That really screws things up. Well, yeah, especially if you're looking forward to, like, you know, you know, maybe in heaven you want to be with your high school sweetheart and not, the, you know, if like you were stuck with somebody that you weren't happy with. What if you were in a miserable marriage until you die a miserable death in your 80s and you go to heaven, you and your wife die at the same time and 
heaven just assumes you guys want to be together because you're married, and then you're stuck in heaven, and she's just nagging at you the whole time to, you know. It's not very heavenly. (laughs) It's like getting to the heaven dining hall, and it's only egg white omelets. Yeah, that's no fun. And turkey sausage. Oh! So, uh, yeah, tofu, not even that, like tofu breakfast sausage or something. Well, that's, I think that's in the inferno. I think Dante wrote, like, the the usurers, I think, have to eat turkey sausage forever. <laughs> so is Viva asking other people besides you? Like, she's trying to get verifiable facts by seeing if, if, if the stories line up? I can't imagine she's not. Uh, which is tough because she goes to a, to this... You know, this like model UN school. Oh. So anybody she asks at school might have a very different conceit of heaven. You know, there's mm-hmm. Muslims there. There's Jehovah's Witnesses there. There's a manner of kids there. Uh, and I don't know what their particular heavens are supposed to be or if you're allowed to wear roller skates. It well, can be very offensive. I think maybe in that case, your answer was pretty safe then, right? You can – heaven's whatever you want it to be because then if that way, if, if Viva hears one of her friends saying what heaven is and, you know, it's something else, then she can go, well, that's just what they want it to be. Oh, sure, because it's like, you know, left-wing relativist There's heaven. There's no wrong answer. Mm-hmm. Heaven. Well, I like that. Yeah. I mean, heaven's a burrito store. Okay. That's your heaven. <laughs> or maybe uh... – <laughs> Maybe heaven is a place on earth. It's funny that all as, of our he- heaven comparisons have, slipped, you know, what is what kind of food is there? You know, <laughs> it's uh, is it heaven if it it's a, it's only heaven if it's full of pork products and uh, and real eggs, eggs, plenty of eggs. So, uh, how does Melissa feel about the picture you've painted? Well, we're now in a full-on religious war against one another. <laughs> um, Jihad. Maybe. Cause, yeah, right. Well, and, you know, her her heaven probably has a lot less pork products than mine. So uh, that's, <laughs> you know, she doesn't, like, where's our, if she's going to a heaven with no pork and I'm going to a pe- heaven that's primarily pork, mm-hmm. uh, where's our kid going to go? Does the kid have to pick? Is this like divorce? Oh, Yeah. Like, who do you want to spend eternity with, mommy or daddy? Please tell the judge and the social worker. <laughs> this is heaven's social worker. Well, we're in a fight because while I'm telling Viva all this, like, stuff about anthropic heaven with roller skates, and she's invi- in, in inventing Vivatarianism, where all the gods are her ancestors. And uh, what else was true in her, in her religion? Gods are ancestors... And there's some other tenet of this religion she's been oh, making. Oh, yeah. Up, uh, appealing. Oh, I can't remember what the other big part of it was. God's her ancestors. And uh, she says to me today, hey, Dad, what? She says, uh, turns out uh, our God is named God. <laughs> and I said, who told you that? She said, Mommy. Oh, so we've got a God now. And that, that still makes her seem very... Mm-hmm. relativist because if we've got a god it sounds like everybody else's gods are totally chill too right like whatever pantheon yeah the neighbors have is also valid and i said oh it's mommy told you that huh and she says yeah and you know what god's son is named jesus and oh. i decided like if my wife was gonna sneak off with the baby and tell her that there's jesus uh i said uh <laughs> i can't believe i did this and she's gonna hear this on this show and be so mad at me I said, God has a son? 
that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. That's <laughs> crazy talk. What? God has a son? Come on. And then I brought her to school. <laughs> Hey folks, you're already shop on Amazon. Why not put those dollars to work keeping this show on the air? You can do it very simply by using the Amazon portal on the support page at paternitypodcast.com. That means when you want to buy something on Amazon, go to paternitypodcast.com. Click on the support page. You will see an Amazon box. You will click on it. Amazon opens and you do your purchasing. You don't sign up for anything. You don't create a password. You don't re-enter your credit card. You can use your Prime. You can use your Amazon mom. Amazon knows you came through our portal, and it sends a portion of their profits to us, and we use that money to keep this show on the air. Todd, uh, my daughter got an Inside Out, one of your favorite movies, one of your favorite three hanky cry fest. Oh, yeah. I love stars Inside Out. Nice. And because uh, didn't that come out just about the time your daughter was, I don't know, becoming that, a woman? Yeah, that was, you know, uh, Alex was about the age of the character. Ellie's a couple years younger. I think Alex was a year older. So they were both in between that. So that one hit me hit me real hard. Not mm-hmm. since uh, not since up uh, when when the old man's wife's name was Ellie. Huh? Uh, well, you watch Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo about 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 uh, your son getting separated from you the mm-hmm. first time you ever went on vacation without your kid. First time we left him alone, so we watched Finding Nemo on a plane with strangers, sitting across the aisle from each other. So I'm crying next to like some couple who on their on their honeymoon, and I'm mm-hmm. the third seat. And so yeah, they uh, just crying next to him. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, up was up. Got it. Got everybody, but it's Ellie's the name of the wife that buys it. Yeah, and I was sitting next to Ellie. You know, so I looked down at her, and she's watching uh, this. It's, oh my gosh! Uh, uh, and then yeah, uh, Inside Out. When uh, you know, I'm trying to think of what was that. What was the moment that really got me? I mean, I think it. it I guess it was more. It was that end. You know, when she finally breaks down to her parents after she starts to run away and then does it and she comes back uh mm-hmm. and uh i just lost it lost it uh, i mean that movie is designed to destroy people i think we saw it right after an infertility some infertility news oh my god uh and there's an infertility scene and i know i've talked to at least one listener who also saw it like immediately after some infertility news like left the doctor Walked into a Disney movie <laughs> to cheer themselves up. Wham! There Here, should have been night. a disclaimer. Right? If I've ever believed in trigger warnings, it's because of Up. <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, Viva got an inside-out playset. It's the headquarters the, inside the brain. And so I was uh, buying, the, um, buying a few of the supplemental Herman's Head characters for her. And she loves it. She plays with it. She's already filled it with. I love her games because they're filled with every manner of character. So any game has like Moana, Anger, the Winter Soldier, Elsa, <laughs> Jin, Ray, Leia, My Little Pony, and uh, Minnie Mouse, you know, <laughs> riding along together. Any game. And it's just, it's, it's amazing to behold. And uh, as a matter of fact, I heard her. She had Darth Maul, uh, Sleeping Beauty, 
and Daisy Duck, and they were talking about the dark side <laughs> in the Inside Out play, play set, which was magical. Um, but I said to her, hey, you got, these, uh, you got all these toys. Why don't we watch Inside Out together? And she said, no way. And I've said on the show before that she's a, she doesn't like to watch movies, and it used to be about fear. Oh. But she saw Frozen and wasn't afraid in the theater. She saw Moana and wasn't afraid in the theater. She saw Pocahontas at home the other day. But she's moved on from fear to sadness. Pocahontas made her cry. Sure. And she was watching something stupid. Oh, she was watching a, a, a just a 20-minute episode of La La Loopsie the other day. And I left the room, and I heard her screaming bloody murder for me. And I ran to the bedroom, and she had big, fat tears rolling down her face. And she was sobbing. And I said, what's wrong? And she said, they sang a sad song. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean a sad song? She said, the, the cats got lost. I said, I'm sure they'll find them at the end of the episode. She said, yeah. they already found them. I said, then why are you crying? She said, it was so sad. Jeez. Well, I guess it's good that she's got that much empathy that she can feel that much, but uh, she's got to pull it together. Too much. How do you recalibrate your kid's empathy and turn it down a little bit? So she won't watch Inside Out because she's afraid. She's not afraid it'll be too scary. She's afraid it'll be too sad. And she might be right. She might be right. Uh, although I think a lot of the sadness would should go over her head, but maybe not. Maybe she'll tap right into that. I don't know. I think uh, I think my kid's got too big of fifis. Like yeah. she's just got she's got yeah. all the feels, as the young people say. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I mean, you think if you were to uh, put like a a kitten on her lap, she would cry from the cuteness of it, like that kind of cry. It was dead. Well, <laughs> is this some sort of therapy you're suggesting? Like, no, I'm just trying to figure out like how because I've seen videos like kids get a kitten, you know, who really want a kitten, and they they and and instead of being so happy, they like just sob and scares the bejesus out of the kitten because you know <laughs> instead of their their first contact with their new human is not like this. This beautiful, uh, you know, uh, a positive thing, but this kid's bawling, and you know, which they, they don't understand. Mm. So, uh, I wasn't sure if if if, if she's that sensitive or she met just... a baby the other day. Mm -hmm. She met the baby she refers to, or we refer to as her baby brother, but it's her godparents' baby son, mm -hmm. and that baby's an only. She's an only. So we've decided to sort of raise them as siblings that live a mile apart. Gotcha. Um, so she can have that experience. And she loved him and was very gentle, but she didn't, like, sob for six hours. Yeah. Um, so she's not that out of whack, but I still feel like, I don't know, like, it's kind of like freezing rain right now. I feel like maybe I should make her sleep outside tonight just to, <laughs> I don't know. Up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And you do can't you think watch a musical number on La La Loopsie. What? Maybe what it's, can you do? maybe it's the music. Maybe she has that that kind of response to music. You know what I mean? Because uh, I don't know the other. What was it? Uh, have other movies that made her sad all been musicals? Yeah, but uh, I, I, what do kids watch that aren't musicals? Yeah, I guess everything's got music in it, right? 
I have uh, you here's, a, up a here's, a humiliating, here's a humiliating thing to say on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have trouble watching opening numbers to musicals to broad like Broadway shows. They make they like make my body cry. Like they make me cry, but I'm not sad and sometimes not even moved in any way. I know what you mean, actually. There's some sort of biological button being pushed. Yeah. Where my like face holes start to cry, but I'm not sad and sometimes not even that impressed. But something's <laughs> something's happening. <laughs> this happens to me all the time. Like at a at a at musicals. But if I go see a musical, there's always one moment. Doesn't necessarily have to be the opening number. But there's always a moment. But opening <laughs> numbers are 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 a perfect time for it to happen because it's usually something big. Right, there's like a swell. There's a swell, and 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 it's not that it's such a great musical, or but it's something about the moment mm-hmm. and the creation of it, and the audience being there, and there's something about that. And being in that moment that makes that like is a little overwhelming a little bit. And uh, I do have those. I have those same moments. It's weird. Oh, man. And well, maybe we're going to have to send you and Viva off to the same farm. Hey, what about you? You cry. You just, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> guess we all got to go to the farm. <laughs> At least we won't be sad and lonely and cry. <laughs> That's right. You're going to toughen us up by making us watch them drown the extra puppies they got on the farm. <laughs> <laughs> you take this runt and you take it down to the pond. I don't want it. Oh God! It ain't good for nothing. This runt's just gonna eat our food. <laughs> you put him out of his misery now. You get. Don't make me. We're gonna get them feels out of you. You got too many feels. If you like the paternity test, please tell other people about it. Subscribe on iTunes and leave us a rating and a review. It's quick and it's easy and helps other listeners find us. Read our weekly paternity test blog at chicagoparent.com and our monthly column, Viva Daddy, in Chicago Parent Magazine, available wherever you sit crisscross applesauce. Social media isn't just for national parks to resist tyranny. It's also for us. Like our page on Facebook, share our posts, and follow us on Pinterest, on Instagram, at the paternity test, and on Twitter, at the dad test. And you could send us a question or a comment for the Paternity Test Mailbag. Just email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at our phone number, 657-BAD-DADS. And now it's time for So Now You're Old. That's where Todd moves to the wrong side of 40, but at least he's still on the right side of the grass. Oh, for now. Man, it's been a rough few days since I turned 40. I can't believe you're 40. You're the last of us, Todd. All the uh, all the current and former hosts of the paternity test. Uh, <laughs> you're the youngest, and uh, we started this show as three guys on the wrong side of 35. And now we're all guys on the wrong side of 40. I hear uh, management's thinking about replacing us with uh, three younger hipper dads. Younger models. They probably should. Yeah. Some that understand the boops and beeps, and <laughs> some you know, so they can talk about. Uh, uh, what's the one where you take pictures of your wiener? Um, uh, not Instagram, but the one after that. 
The Snapchats. The Snapchats. Uh-huh. I'm, I tried to use the Snapchats, and I just, you have to care too much. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, the other social, I guess you can, um, you can just follow things and read the stories of things, but I think it's more meant to be in, you know, for you to be interactive. Anyway, I just can't. I can't. Like, I've hit my old man wall with Snapchat, you know? Yeah. Uh, I get Twitter, you know, like I understand Twitter and I, it makes sense. I like it and I get, you know, the other ones, but then I tried Snapchat and it, it's, I'm officially too old for it. Yeah. Well, they say, uh, I heard this great saying the other day, I don't, I don't know who to attribute it to, but they said anything that's invented before you're 30, uh, is just the way things are. And anything that's invented after you're 30 is like the devil and will never be right. And we, we, as digital immigrants, we snuck under the wire with social media coming after we're 30. So we're, oh, yeah. we're down. We're down. We're totally down with social media. No problem. No weirdness. Great. But Snapchat came along too close to 40. And I think yeah. we're petrified. I think we're done. Yeah. I think we're done. Whatever's next, we're going to fall way behind. I mean, I had someone call me at work today who I had to tell me they they don't do online. What? That's just the way they put it. I said, well, there's a website for that. And they go, we don't do online. <laughs> we don't like the cyber. We don't do the cyber. In your age of computer. <laughs> is, there, is there a carbon copy I can fill out? Can you just send me a mimeograph by mail? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, do, we do still have a fax machine. Oh, no, we can never figure that out. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll send you, I'll send you a self-addressed stamped envelope, and you can uh, <laughs> send me right. a transcript. <laughs> well, um, oh, so I, that made me feel young because uh, I, I can fax. But uh, <laughs> made me feel like spring has sprung. So I have, uh, I don't know, a few things have happened uh, since I turned 40. Um uh, I, I fell off the wagon a little bit in, in terms of my eating because you had to celebrate the birthday, right? So we went out to dinner on my birthday. Then we went out to dinner the uh, day after with my uh, met my brother and my mom uh, halfway, you know, from Milwaukee, and we met him halfway. And it went to Maggiano's, and of course, oh come on, Maggiano's is the you know you unlimited family style. Well, you take one by one, you know, like you pick the, there's a part of the menu where you. Uh, pick a pasta, you know, or, or dish to eat there, and then they bring you your second choice already in the to-go bag. Oof. And uh, <clears throat> so we did that. And uh, and today, I don't even, I didn't even tell Kelly about this. I'm ashamed. I'm so ashamed of what I did today. <laughs> so you know, I'm trying. I, I, I I'm trying to get the last 15 pounds off of my goal weight here, right? And uh, I've slipped a little bit. Part of it is that this is my big mistake. I went on vacation and purposely ate bad so that I gained a little bit of weight back to get back onto this uh, work weight loss challenge, you know? God, you spent a thousand bucks on Isoflex or whatever it's called. <laughs> Ionic Supreme. On Ionic Supreme. I have forsaken thee. And then you went to Hollyweed and ate at the Cheesecake Factory to get fat for a weight loss. You could have just put stones in your pockets or some ball bearings in your shoes or something. 
No, instead I put in and out Burger in my belly. <laughs> so, uh, so today I had to go to the Apple Store to get Alex's uh, screen fix on his phone because he cracked it somehow. I that's another story. I don't buy his story. I think he tried to make it seem more innocent than it was. I think he was being irresponsible, but. Uh, like the, shooting at it with a BB gun or no? I just do it. I think he had it in his pocket while he was playing basketball with his buddies, and it fell out. But uh, he, I think uh. we weren't home, so I think he then ran home and pretended to drop it in the bathroom, and like it, he staged a crime scene. Well, only because Ellie backed up the crime. She's like, "Yeah, I heard. I, I I heard him yell from the bathroom, and he came out and was all upset that his phone was cracked." But um, because there's there's like physical damage on the case that wouldn't have have occurred in our bathroom you know like it needed to hit a rough surface like a black top or a concrete so i i brought that up to him today like forensic investigations into this yeah and just the way it cracked like it it was a high impact kind of crack not like oh i just it landed just right and now there's a hairline fracture it was like a chip of the glass was all i mean just looked like a high impact break to me so anyway did you take another did you take a like a stack of phones and bring them into the bathroom and like drop them <laughs> in different ways with goggles on yeah i, I spent forty nine hundred dollars on phones so i could <laughs> do drop tests <laughs> you're like in dexter's spatter room right <laughs> yep and uh so i kind of confront him i go look this doesn't line up here's what's this and he stuck by his guns. He said, "Well, he goes, he goes. No, he goes. It did. It 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 did, kind of hit the ground at Bradley's house when I was taking it out of my pocket there. But it wasn't cracked. I promise." He's like, "I looked at it. It didn't crack. So maybe like it was a tiny crack there, and he didn't see it. And then when he dropped it again in the bathroom, it like, it you know, it expanded into the big crack that you know the big shatter that it was." Right. Anyway, so I take it to the Apple store to get a new screen. And normally I'm the kind of guy who would look for the cheapest option to get it replaced, but everything I read about this this is the 7 was it's it's actually the cheapest place to get it fixed is at the Apple store. I'm impressed that you got it fixed. That you didn't just like go to, you know, I don't know, Cricket Wireless and buy a sticker that goes over the front of it. Well, I've always uh threatened him with if he ever broke it, he would get the flip phone. Uh-huh. We have one in the in the drawer, but oh wow! I think the the SIM cards weren't compatible, so I couldn't do that. I couldn't do oh, the a old, bluff. Yeah, so it, we. But now he paid for it. He paid for the new screen out of his umpiring money. So Yuck. I told him, I go, I go. This is the way. I go. Your entire almost your almost your entire summer of umpiring is gone now because of this. I go. So think about what a waste of money that was. So I hope that you can. Avoid. No, it was an accident. No one does it. I'm. I mean, he certainly didn't do it on purpose. But anyway, I'm getting way off topic here. Um, so while I was there, I had to wait an hour, a little over an hour, to get this thing fixed. And I'm sitting in the car. I'm going, "What am I going to do?" But I'm in downtown Naperville, so I'm surrounded by all these great like restaurants. I'm sure these little, there's local places that I haven't tried yet that I'll never try. Like I'm just going to go get some lunch. So. I found this. There's a Lou Malnati's right across the street from that Apple store. You could have just gone and put a whole deep dish in your belly. I could have, except I'm not a fan of Lou Malnati's. But there's, there's Giordano's down the street, too. I actually thought about getting the Giordano's, you know, the lunch special, which is just like this personal d- stuffed pizza. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> in Chicago, a personal stuffed pizza is 16 inches wide and 6 inches <laughs> deep. <laughs> it's, got, it's got three pounds of mozzarella in it. There's uh but I wanted to try, like, a local non-chain place, you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, actually, you remember that place 
that it's been a it's been a few different places, but it's on Chicago Avenue, uh, past the college, like you're going towards Naperville Road there. And it's been a couple of other like stands. It's been like an ice cream stand. Oh yeah. I was there in uh, maybe July, and it was at a very Italian place. Like there's like a whole Italian family working inside. Yeah, now it's a homemade Italian beef, Italian sausage. They got make homemade chicken parm, eggplant parm, meatballs. It's so GD good. I bought. <sighs> I must have bought twenty pounds of food in there. Well, I, I filled my car with food. I I lost my mind. I went in for like. <laughs> I'm like, I'll get a beef. And yeah. I walk in, I'm like, all right, I need six stuffed peppers. I need four pounds of lasagna. They had I went stuffed peppers. Bonkers. Yes, they had yeah. stuffed peppers. I forget what it's called, Fredo's or something. I don't know. Franco's, I think. Maybe it's Franco's. Uh, but so I was trying to decide if I should get Italian beef or Italian sausage. They're both homemade. They don't like buy the Vienna, you know, beef, Italian beef. It's just it's their th- stuff. So, of course, I got a combo because I had to try them both. So I get a I get a That's sausage and Italian don't have beef. To make choices like that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Why? Why do Sophia's that? It's just choice. cruel. It's just <laughs> cruel. So I, I got I got the combo sandwich and the fries and the Dr Pepper and I felt so gross afterwards. I hadn't eaten. I mean, I've eaten a lot in the last couple of weeks, but that was that was the old me right there. Like that was off. That was rock bottom off the wagon kind of stuff. Because it was also secret eating. Like, I'm never telling my wife about that. (laughs) (laughs) Except on this podcast. But she doesn't listen, so I'm good there. Uh, So At your age, if you fall off the wagon, you could break a hip. (laughs) So I have. I've I've fallen off big time. And uh, so that's one thing that's happened since I turned 40. But I have a determination. Like, I'm so close to turning it around. In my head, in my own head, I'm like one good choice away. I'm one good choice away from getting back back on track. Um, unfortunately, it's not going to happen over these next couple of days because Kelly's gone. And uh, so I'm going to be all over the place with getting kids places and, and work. And so I'll probably not make great choices the next couple of days. But starting this weekend... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one good choice away from turning it around. You're one bad choice away from beta blockers and blood thinners. Well, that's it, and I think that's why I can turn it around because I'm, I'm getting a little scared straight. Um, so the uh, so that's one thing that's happened since I turned forty. Uh, the other thing that's happened is no, wait. Uh, so where are you compared to your like original weight before the Ionic Supremo? Well, I'm still like I'm, I'm still a good twelve pounds lighter than my when i started that I and think, how high up from the bottom of that like from your the lowest i got on that was like 207 and now i'm probably 215 again so i probably i gained eight pounds back all right but i i feel like i can drop that you know it, week 10 days i can i can i can get back down to the 207 and uh go from there you know if a good solid week got i got to get a couple of those cleanse days in you know where i'm only <laughs> It's to be 240 calories. Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. You've tasted blood again. Like That's the problem. You got to put I've, that genie back in the bottle. You got to put that Dago genie back in the bottle. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. And uh, uh, so the other thing that's happened, it's happened a couple times recently, you know, since I've, since 40 has been kind of uh, uh, out there and I've been approaching it and now that I'm past it, but 
if I accidentally drive in the car without any music on, I freak myself out. Like I don't realize I'm doing it until it's too late, and then I get stuck in that. I get stuck because I realize I'm thinking about death. Oh, uh huh. And I get the death shivers, you know. Where... You get the death shivers, which is you know it's bad enough in the shower, but when you're trying to drive, no, going yeah. off the road, it's uh, it's they're... important not to be left alone with your thoughts. They're more frequent. Most, uh, yeah, if I I have to turn the radio 40. on, but if sometimes I get in the car and I forget, or I'm talking to, if I get a phone call and I turn the radio off, and then I forget to turn it back on afterwards. And I get a couple blocks away, and then all of a sudden, I just catch myself going, you know, there's going to be a moment where I'm going to, where like right before my last breath, where I'm going to know that I'm about to die, but I won't be dead yet, and so I will have all of those feelings of <laughs> it's over. Like that, that is the moment that gets me every time. Is that I will experience that moment of knowing I'm about to die, and either I'll be okay with it, or it's going to. I'm gonna like Yeah, you're assuming it's a bad one. Like what if as you uh let's see, what's it gonna be? Like like walking cra- like walk in you, front of a bus or something or what? Uh well I was thinking more like you uh you know, crack your head on the bathroom sink at Maggiano's while clutching your left arm. But uh just before you expire, maybe you'll think, ah, it was a good run. That's what I'm hoping. And like whatever project you left half finished at work, you don't have to finish. <laughs> You know, he'd be like, I don't have to clean out the garage. And it's been a good run. I just hope I remember to tell Kelly all the passwords. <laughs> no way. Because <laughs> she's going to be so mad if she's like, what? why can't I watch anything over PG-13 on this TV? <laughs> <laughs> Curse you. Curse you, fat boy. <laughs> Well, folks, it's time for another episode of the Paternity Test to get invaded by Trumpian feds. Follow us on Twitter at The Dad Test, like us on Facebook, and visit our website, paternitypodcast.com, or email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com. You can catch us Tuesdays at chicagoparent.com, call our voicemail, 657-BAD-DADS, and of course, tell your friends about the show, or consider a donation to the show via our PayPal link at paternitypodcast.com. All right, everybody, remember... God can't have a son, because then who's the mom? And until next time, best of luck passing the paternity test. (laughs) 